What, what is our Lord able to do? What kind of things is he able to do? What kind of things are too hard for him? Is there anything too hard for God? You know, uh, last week as we considered the story of Mary, uh, the angel Gabriel said to Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. Well, let's just see what God can do by looking at what Jesus can do as we look in John chapter 11. This is the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from John 11. I'm going to read the whole story. It's a lot of verses, so I hope you'll follow along. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick so the sisters sent word to him saying Lord behold he whom you love is sick but when Jesus heard this he said this sickness will not end in death but for the glory of God so that the so that the son of God may be glorified by it now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the light, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Therefore Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Lazarus was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, The teacher is here, and he is calling for you. 
And when she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to meet him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with him in the house, with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore Mary came where Jesus was. When she came there, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying, same as her sister had said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man also from dying? So Jesus, again, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the sea, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you, If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they removed the stone. Here's the story of, of Lazarus. And to me, this story is one of the most significant stories in the New Testament, if not one of the most significant stories in all the Bible. It is, it is one of those stories that either marks the New Testament as one of the most ridiculous works of fiction that was ever written, or yet one of the stories of God's remarkable power that he is able to work in the lives of people Yet today, the same God who told Mary through Gabriel that nothing was impossible for God was illustrating that through the person and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the question is, is the Lord still able to illustrate that in the lives of people like you and me today? So for me, Lazarus is an illustration. Yes, it's a story. Yes, it happened. But Lazarus is an illustration of what Jesus can do in any situation where there is helplessness and hopelessness. And so today what I want to do is I want you to think about the helpless, hopeless situation in and around your life. That situation that you have given up on, the prayer that you stopped praying because you think that the Lord's not going to answer that. Or the person you're praying for and you've considered them now too far gone. And I, specifically, I want you to think of those who, unlike Lazarus, who was sick with illness, but those who are sick with sin. Maybe today your name is Lazarus and your heart is the heart that is filled with deadness and corruption and is a in is a tomb with a stone over it and you don't want anyone to look inside because you're you're afraid they will see what's there so here you see that clearly Lazarus was sick uh, there were those who bore concern for him uh, he knew he was sick his sisters knew he was sick there's no indication that they knew how sick he was and so there may be somebody in your home or your family and it may be you who's sick with sin. You need to know that sin is like a cancer. It grows worse and worse. It spreads and leaves a person ever more helpless and ever more hopeless. 
So whether you have a Lazarus in your life, a family member or a friend, or whether you are a Lazarus yourself, what I want you to consider this morning is your role in raising a Lazarus. What is your role? What was the role of these sisters in seeing their brother have, an, have the Lord Jesus work in his life? Or what is your role in seeing Jesus work in your circumstances? There's some very simple things I want to tell you. And the first thing I want to remind you of that you already know already, that's already been illustrated to you because of efforts that you've made and things that you've done and steps that you've taken, and that is the, the work of raising a Lazarus is impossible for you. It was impossible for them. They couldn't do it. There was nothing they could do to help. And as you think about the circumstances in your life or that person for whom you're praying or that need, remember, it is impossible for you. Mary, as she considered what the Lord wanted to do in her life, she said, how can this be? How can it happen to me? And the angel reminded her that it was a work that she couldn't do, but nothing was impossible with God. It is impossible for you, but it's not impossible for God to do. You think about the thing that you're praying for, the need in your life, the person for whom you're praying, the situation that you've entombed and said it's too late to do anything about it. It's a problem that can't be solved. That's the situation that we're talking about. The problem that you can't solve, the people around you can't solve. Number two, for there to be a resurrection of that Lazarus situation in your life, somebody has to pray. And you'll notice in this situation that that is exactly what these sisters did. They simply called on Jesus. They asked him to come to their aid. They said, our brother Lazarus is sick. But one of the things that you'll also have to consider is this. Jesus did not come immediately. And so you've been praying about a situation in your life. Don't you have those? Something that you've prayed about and you've prayed about again and again and again. And it's not seeming to work out. It is not seeming to get fixed. It, is not, it does not seem to you like the Lord is answering the prayer. Jesus did not immediately answer the prayer of these sisters. Nor did he answer it the way they assumed that he would answer it. And sometimes when we pray, we have to wait. And so these sisters had to wait, even beyond what they thought, even was within the Lord's ability. He did not come immediately, and he said specifically to the disciples, I'm glad that I was not there for your sakes, so that you may believe. Sometimes the Lord allows the situation, even in the life of a Lazarus, to get worse as we pray because of something he wants to do to show us about his power to raise a Lazarus. So number one, somebody has to pray. Second, somebody has to believe. Jesus said, your brother will, will rise. And she said, I, I believe that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus wept over the unbelief that he found at the tomb of Lazarus. But Jesus said, Mary, he said, look, uh, said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who, who believes in me will live even if he dies. And he who, he who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's the question that he asked you today. Do you believe that Jesus 
can redeem the circumstances of the Lazarus in your life? Do you believe that Jesus can lift him or that person from the rottenness and decay that consumes them? And what if you are Lazarus? What if you are a person who's so overcome by sin and your heart is so full of deadness and decay that it's a tomb with rottenness inside that you don't want anyone to see? What can Jesus do for you? Can he raise you? Now, truthfully, Mary and Martha gave up hope when they saw the tomb, the, the stone rolled against the door of that tomb. After one day, it was hopeless. After two days, hope dwindled even more. After day three, it died. And this was four days when Jesus arrived. And now, uh, four days late, Jesus came to town. It seemed to them too late for him to do anything, too late for his compassion, too late for his presence, too late for his power. But they had prayed. And now, now Jesus had come and there was no certainty that they still believed. But in light of the fact, if they did believe, there was something for them to do. And so your role in raising a Lazarus is first, somebody has to pray. Second, somebody has to believe. Third, somebody has to be obedient. And so Jesus said to the sisters, he said, somebody needs to remove the stone. Well, this is where they were a little reluctant. They were a little reluctant to do what the Lord asked them to do. That's a Lazarus situation, we think, when we look at a set of circumstances over which we've been praying. Don't touch that. Don't pray about that. Don't open that up. That's too hard. We'll leave that alone. We'll leave that where it lays. Leave that right there. That situation is one of those that, that stinks, and we can't roll the stone away. The Greek word, by the way, where uh, the sister said to Jesus that Lazarus stinks is a word that you know. It's a Greek word that you use in a similar situation. The Greek word is uzi, and that's exactly the word that they would have used. We can't roll that stone away. It's uzi. We can't go inside there. We can't look at that. We can't stand to think about that. And so that might be the situation that, that you consider as you look at the problem in your life. But sometimes Jesus comes to us and said what he said to them, roll away the stone. He gives us the opportunity to let him do something in the situation that we've determined that nothing can be done about it. It's too late to do anything about it. We don't need to think about that. We don't need to look at that. And so Martha said, look, Lord, we can't do that. We can't roll away the stone. And Jesus said, did I, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? So here was their opportunity. First, somebody has to pray. Second, somebody has to believe. Third, somebody has to be obedient. And fourth, somebody has to depend completely upon Jesus. Earlier I told you, what can you do to raise a Lazarus? Absolutely nothing. Not one thing in the world. And even then, there was nothing that they could do but to depend completely on Jesus, to let Jesus do his work is there a Lazarus in your life, a Lazarus person, a Lazarus situation, someone you gave up hope on a long time ago, a child or a spouse who's been so destroyed by sin that you think there's no recovery possible, a relationship that lies buried and dead and reeking of hopelessness. And maybe you're Lazarus. Maybe the tomb is your own heart and you're afraid to let the world see what's there, let even the Lord see what's there. You don't want anyone to know it. But today you hear the Lord saying, 
remove the stone. Let me deal with that. Let me handle that. Do you believe that there's something that I can do? So we pick up in verse 41 of John chapter 11. So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. It was an impossible situation. But there was one more thing for somebody to do. Somebody had to touch Lazarus. Have you ever thought about this story? You ever thought much about it? Lazarus came walking out, still bound in the grave clothes, that just moments before Jesus arrived, Martha had said, we can't roll the stone away. He's oozy. There's wetness of death and corruption in there. Somebody had to touch that. Somebody had to unwrap that. Somebody had to get involved. And so as you look at the impossible situation that you've been praying about, that you've been asking the Lord to do something about, and you say, Lord, it, I don't think it can be done anymore. He asks you that you believe. He asks you to roll away the stone. And he asks you to depend entirely upon him and maybe to reach out your hand and touch that Lazarus. I guess my favorite thing about the story of Lazarus is the next chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. What do you do with a Lazarus once the Lord has changed and transformed their life? Do you uh, put them in the closet and say, well, we don't want anybody to see Lazarus because he might slip back into his former state? Is that what you do? You, you keep him at a distance for a while. You know, don't bring him to church of all things. Don't bring him to church. You never know how he might act. Well, look what they did with Lazarus. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there. That's a supper for Jesus. And Martha was serving. But Lazarus, Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with Jesus. He was sitting at the table with Jesus. He was enjoying fellowship with Jesus. Above all, let Lazarus be with Jesus. Let that person spend time with the person who touched them and changed them. But you know, in the church, <clears throat> we've sort of given up hope on Jesus doing anything, changing anybody, changing any situation, haven't we? We've become skeptical and cynical, even about sometimes our own church. Lord, we're not sure you can do that. And yet the Lord delights to show us what he can do because that's the kind of God he is. A God for whom nothing is impossible. And he illustrated that over and over and over in the person and power of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Lazarus is an illustration of what Jesus can do in the lives of people still today with impossible situations, even the lives of people sick with sin. Let's pray.